Hello and welcome to the Nag Personal Trainer podcast. This is going to be a nice quick one today. So I got asked a fantastic question on my stories of the day. Basically, someone had has been tracking for years their calories, their protein and macronutrients, and they want to move away from tracking, but still able to uh, maintain their progress or basically be able to not track if they want to, say, do fat loss or need to maintain or work on performance. And this is great for generally anybody wanting to move away from tracking or you're new to, uh, say, calorie tracking, you're looking at weight loss. What I'm going to do is go from square one as if you are starting, say, a weight loss uh, journey and you're not sure about calorie tracking or how to use it or what it is, uh, but also how to wean away from it if you want to. I think with calorie tracking, unless it's triggering to use to say if you have had an eating disorder in the past or been in an environment where it's been massively encouraged, then I'd probably dissuade from using calorie tracking personally. But if you just see it as data, you love data and you don't know much about nutrition. When I say you don't know much about nutrition, I mean you don't understand calorie concepts of things. You don't know what's high in protein and what isn't, and what's a good calorie to protein ratio. Um, you're used to labelling foods good and bad, healthy, unhealthy, rather than looking at data. Then calorie tracking can be a fantastic tool for a lifetime of education. So before I move on quickly to a step-by-step mini guide of how to utilise calorie tracking but then wean away from it. The best way to describe calorie tracking to wean to wean off it, and even I'm practising this now just for the sake of it and so I can feel what it's like for those who are going to do it because I've calorie tracked for years. It doesn't really bother me calorie tra- tracking. It Actually, I find it gives me a bit more flexibility with my lifestyle, especially weekends, because uh, it helps me balance out my weeks a bit more. And sometimes I find I can go the other way. I can under eat sometimes. I'm teaching myself, make sure I'm roughly within a calorie range. It's never going to be bang on because it's all estimations, but it's about staying within a range. And that's the same with like protein as well, stay within a range roughly. And it's all estimations. But eventually, as you get better with calorie tracking, taking that information, you won't need it anymore anyway. A bit like if you are, say you move town, but you've kept the same job and you, you know, you're not too far away from family and friends, but you've moved into a different town. So you're not sure where the shops are, how to commute to work, how to commute to family, loved ones, go visit uh, different places. You'll probably need your sat-nav quite a bit first. So you'll have your sat-nav on, use it to get the fastest journeys, or when you're stuck in traffic, you can see where the shortcuts are. So the first month, you will probably be using your sat-nav quite a bit. After some time, there'll be certain journeys where you don't really need it or it's just on in the background in case, but really you don't pay attention to it. It's like on silent. And eventually you'll gradually phase out that sat-nav for the majority of your journeys. It's only now and again you might check in briefly um, just, just in case something's changed. But that's basically how to wean off calorie tracking in a way is treat it like a sat-nav. When we drive the roads, we tend to concentrate on the roads and the roads we uh, drive down and the landmarks and what we know is a shortcut or the fastest route. Treat calorie tracking very similar. You'll eventually know how much calories are roughly in most of your average meals that you prepare. You'll know how many calories are roughly there for, say, even on meals out as well, you can roughly gauge how much buffer to leave when it comes to calories as well. So here's what I gave as a guide the other day on my stories, but with a bit more context because it's very quick information online. So the first step is if you're brand, brand new to calorie tracking or brand new to nutrition and you're not triggered by data, 
when you calorie track, again, do not put in your goal weight, just a bit of a tip there, or that you want to lose a pound a week because most calorie tracking apps like NutriCheck or MyFitnessPal will set you on poor per calories because it's based on losing a pound of fat a week. Just put in your goal weight as your goal and zero for how much weight you want to lose. And because you've put in data about your age, sex, your activity, um, your height, it will spit out a number basically uh, on, based on how much you need at maintenance. So you already sorted out your activity. You sorted out how much you need based on to survive. So that will give you a number there. Say it's 2,000 calories maintenance. So you want to be in a deficit, say, to lose fat loss. You can actually go into the settings and set it up to a calorie target of your choice, which I say personally for females, no less than 1,500, 1,600. For very, very small females who are like five foot tall or below, you could probably be okay on 1,400, 1,500. Um, just as an idea for a calorie deficit. And then your protein and macro goals. Don't stress too much about fats and carbs, but I'd say with protein, don't worry if you don't hit the target. I'd say go into a range. So for example, it might be one gram times by your weight in kilograms. So say you weigh 70 kilograms, aim for 70 grams of protein, up to say 2.2 grams times by your weight in kilograms. Just stay somewhere within that ratio. That is a great starting point. Um, if it's way more than that and you're just struggling to hit that target, set a reasonable target to aim for more than what you're having now, which you'll know with tracking how much you have on average. So you've set yourself all up now. So what you're going to do now, your first week, if you're brand new to this, track everything in as much as you can just so you get an idea what you are having on average and automatically set uh, tracking straight away all of that in, you're probably going to eat slightly less because you're more mindful about what you're having. So don't forget with tracking in snacks, drinks, alcohol, uh, caffeinated drinks when you go to the coffee shop like lattes and that. The only one I say I don't always include is Americano, but you might add your milk in. Even add your sauces, anything like that. Be quite anal about it just for your first week or so. There is ways on my fitness pal NutriCheck to also input recipes, which you can divide up. So it'll say how many servings. And when you put in those ingredients, it'll divide it all up for you into those portions of how much how many calories it would be per serving, which I use quite a lot personally. If you're not sure how to do that, you can shoot me a DM at the Nag Personal Trainer on my Instagram or natalie at the nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk. I've got a video on my YouTube how to do that because, again, I'll be here all day trying to explain it. But it's a great tip and tool to use on my fitness pal because then you can just note it down on a piece of paper, on a food diary, that meal, what it roughly is, protein and calories. So in future, when you move away from tracking, you've got that written down somewhere and you can put that into a meal plan. So once you've done your whole first week of tracking, your second week... If you haven't already, start doing a meal plan for yourself for the week. So what breakfasts could you have? You know, pick two to three one, two to three breakfasts you're going to rotate with. Um, then pick maybe a lunch that you might prepare in advance or have things in to make some different lunches up quickly because a lot of people don't have a lot of time, I think, in the daytime. So those two, I would say, you know, have some decisions there and it's easier to do your shopping list. And in your evening meals, people tend to be a bit more organised with that usually, with their last meal of the day. Not always, but there's always one meal, and it's usually the evening meal. Uh, but still, again, plan that in, then you can write your shopping list. The beauty of doing this now and using my fitness pal, you can input all this in advance and see actually how much protein you're having, and which commonly happens, people discover they hit their calorie goal before they hit their protein goal, because they're favouring probably more the carbohydrates. So you, You've got to offset your macros, which are 
made up of your calories. So probably dropping the carbs if the carbs are an area you can decrease. So basically have a smaller portion of rice rather than having no rice, have a smaller portion. Swapping for leaner protein sources as well. So say a chicken breast over chicken thigh, uh, opting for white flesh fish like cod, haddock, um, prawns. Even corn for those who are vegetarian or vegan as well is brilliant to use in like stir fries, bulking out on more vegetables as well. So it, it helps as a tool for you to tweak. Now, if you're looking at all this data, you're going to start taking it in and making these changes in your foods and hopefully they will stick. And with that in mind, you're already on a step to not need to track eventually because you're making those tweaks and changes to your diet to make sure you're going to hit those goals. So hitting the protein goal before you hit the calorie goal. So I've had clients do this before and all it is we need to amend the carbohydrate portion. They're going a bit mad on the weekend. So we have to reel that in a little bit more and leave more of a buffer. Uh, Utilising um, lean protein source on the weekend, such as protein shakes, 0% fat Greek yogurt or skier yogurt. Uh, leaving good buffers for like meals out and drinks, but also learning they're going to make some compromises when they're out, especially females, because as we've seen calories on a menu, it's pretty much a daily intake for a female. One meal is sometimes... With also using my fitness pal or NutriTrack for calorie tracking, a best tip I normally give a lot of my clients is use a weekly calorie goal because we have social lives. Now, with bear in mind having a social life, some people will say, shall I eat more the days I work out? And I'm like, you could. But I personally think just for the sake of flexibility and having a normal life and you're not a paid athlete, just have those higher calorie days on the weekends or Friday and Saturday, two days a week, have some higher calorie days there buffered for you. So you've got that flexibility. You can have a life and enjoy your life. And also as part of doing weight loss, especially, it just makes it a lot more enjoyable and easier to adhere to. When I say weekly calorie goal, do not take the piss in the week with it though. As I always say, don't think I'm going to live off a thousand calories. And then you've got like 4,000 calories for a Saturday and for a Sunday because you're going to cause a binge restrict cycle. So within reason, please. Hence why I say no lower than 1400 for females. Anyway, so with this in mind, you've been doing a meal plan. So you roughly know what most your meals are. And it might take you maybe a month to rotate around these meals, inputting them in. You can make a note of it in like maybe like a food diary or a little recipe book if you wanted to, or save it in notes on your phone. And you can have probably about 10 different recipes, mixture of breakfast, lunch and dinner, or dinner and tea as I call it, with roughly, say, 25 plus grams of protein. And the meals are anything between, say, 200 up to maybe six, 700 calories for, a me for the meals. So you know what to go to, you know what adjustments to make, and now you're hitting those goals. Now, throughout, just like uh, the sat-nav analogy I just used there, the next step would be, because you probably now meal plan, you probably eat quite similar with your calories each day, a Monday to maybe Thursday at most, some people till Friday, depends on their habits. I would say Monday to Thursday, I eat pretty similar. Friday and Saturday are my higher days and Sunday's my lower day. And it's actually very similar to in the week, my Sundays. Again, it's down to you and what your shifts are like, how you work or what your preferences are. So this bit, this is what the next step to weaning off. When you're ready to wean off and you're starting to take in that information and you're meal planning, you're hitting your protein goals within your calorie target and you're getting results based off the data you are inputting, you I'd say is a good time to start weaning off, which for most people, it variates. Some people can do it after a month. Some people, it takes a couple of years. It just depends on the individual and their lifestyle and the amount of changes they may have to make over time. Some people can do it quicker than others. It depends on the individual. 
So to wean off, I would say track a Monday and then you're probably going to eat similar Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But be mindful of that. Make Write down your meal plan, even write down your snacks or if you're going out for coffees. I'd probably have something written down because it just, again, you're taking the information in. But take the information in noting in your head roughly what proteins in those meals that you normally have uh you know what how many calories and certain drinks that you have when you're going out so start taking in that information it almost becomes automatic to just know it and again this is going to take time the next step with that would be after you've done that tracking for uh, that point you'll probably still be tracking on say friday saturday and sundays so what i'd say when it comes to the weekend where you're eating more is just track the meals that you prepare yourself but leave a good buffer if you're female you're probably it's a bit brutal if you're doing fat loss you probably have to leave a thousand to fifteen hundred calories uh buffer because of if you're having meals out and drinks it depends again what your preferences were going out if you're cooking at home the whole day you probably don't need to track it because you're roughly going to be within an intake. And even if you saved calories for the weekend, again, cooking from home and being mindful what you're eating at home, you're probably unlikely to go over those calories. But I would say track just a Monday and still track on the days when you normally eat more calories, but you don't have to track the meals in that you're having out. Just leave a good buffer on, on those days. And again, make sensible choices, make mindful choices when you're having meals out. So again, opt to the high protein where you can, or you know you're going to have a low protein meal, then probably have an extra protein shake before you go just to top up your protein a bit that day and to keep you satiated and stop eating like a dickhead when you're starving because we all make irrational decisions when we're starving. So again, bear that in mind in your plan. The next step from this would be, I would say, you probably eventually wouldn't need to track Monday to Thursday. You probably just wouldn't need to do it at all because you're going to eat very similar every week based on how your meals rotate round. So eventually you can gradually phase that out. And you might just check in on a few meals now and again when you make a meal plan for the week, which you will note on your phone, pop it up onto your fridge. Um, you know, I still put it up on my fridge now. I roughly write down what I'm going to have for the week. So even if I wasn't tracking, I roughly know anyway. Uh, but you might still do the weekends because that is everyone's crux, should we say. That's where most people end up over the week, averaging a calories going over. They go, why am I not losing weight? It's like, well, you're having about, you know, over 10,000 calories on a Friday and a Saturday, probably. So you're sending your calories up to maintenance for the whole week or you're actually going over into a surplus. Uh, you know, it's never it's never from one bad meal. It's from repetitively going over your calories over an average, of course, over a period of time. Eventually, the weekends, again, this is where making compromise. So you'll probably know roughly um, what 500 calories is going to look like before you're going out for like meals or for some drinks. You're like, right, I know how to give myself a 1500 calorie buffer or a 1000 calorie buffer or a 1200 calorie buffer. You'll roughly know how to do that. So eventually, you won't need to f- track those uh, small meals in that you're going to have before going out for the weekend. And that's basically what's going to happen, just gradual phase out. And then now and again, you might dip back in and, in and out of tracking just now and again. You might just recheck in a week sometimes or you'll get to the point where you're at maintenance and you might think, you know what, I need to track what maintenance calories is. So you might go back and do exactly the, cha- the same again. Go back to like square one. So track it again your whole week to push your calories up to maintenance calories because that is what's next after fat loss just so you know it's not like you stay in a deficit forever you're actually able to increase your calories eventually and I find people tracking at maintenance again is very helpful because you've got to rejig your portions a little bit 
there is a, there, of course you could do it without tracking because you could just simply right you can increase your carb portion a little bit uh you can have an extra snack because you probably know roughly i need an extra two three hundred calories a day so you might be like well either um, i could every other day have my favorite chocolate bar because i can fit it into my goal now or i might have um say my favorite uh drink when i go out for a coffee again because you know it's about two three hundred calories so again it's easily done even without tracking but for some people it just helps keep them a little bit sane for the first few months and they get into the habit of doing maintenance see that they're not going to gain a load of body fat because it's high calories and they can gradually phase it out like i just said there so just to quickly go over how to do that first off if you're brand new i'd say be anal on track everything the first week. Second week, if you haven't already, do a meal plan and input things so you can start making sure you're hitting your protein goal within your calorie goal. Don't worry about the fats and carbs. Only worry about them if you need to reduce carbs or fats or both to hit your protein goal within your calorie goal. So you're making those amendments and using the calorie and macro tracking to help you do that and see the data. If things are working and moving in the right direction, you can now phase out tracking every single day and go to this tracking on Monday and probably your weekends or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending what your lifestyle is like. From there, you can eventually phase out tracking in the week, maybe doing the Friday, Saturday, Sunday still. Then again, phasing out gradually, tracking those meals around those meals out or drinks out, phasing all that out. And if needed to, you can nip back in and out just to check something or to build a meal so you know what calories you are. So it might be something you just dip in and out now and again. A bit like, again, if you're going on a one-off new journey to uh, using your sat-nav, for example, you probably will need it. If you're doing a brand new meal and you actually want to know the calories and you just want to know, like say, it's a lower calorie version of a fake away that you want to make, it's handy just to dip in and out of. But you'll find you'll rarely need it, it'll become less tedious and instead you'll just use it now and again as and when needed. So I hope you found that helpful today with how to move away from calorie tracking. Like I said, I was asked this the other day and a lot of my clients are phasing away from it now. Uh, even I am because a lot of them have been tracking for that long. They don't really need to. They know the information. For example, I know it's 70 calories from most average large eggs and six grams of protein. I just randomly know things like that. I know with yogurt, like say 0% fat free yogurt, every 100 grams or cottage cheese, every 100 grams is 10 grams of protein. I just roughly know all that because of how long I've tracked for. And that's what you need to, how you need to use tracking, taking the information. It's an educational tool and it's a very simple way to do it and a simple way to teach yourself how to amend your own nutrition and use it to basically help you meet your goals. But you don't have to use it forever. That's the beauty of it. I hope you found that helpful. Any questions, please shoot me a DM to at the NAG personal trainer on my Instagram or you can email me at natalie at the NAG You can also inquire for coaching from me. I've got one space left for an online client. Face-to-face is subject to what times and that you can do. I'm technically fully booked, but at a certain time you can do what you've got your own gym at home and your base stone Staffordshire. I can come to mine and Kate's garage gym at the moment. It's full uh, with bookings at the moment on Kate's end as well. So I can only come to do a mobile visit at the moment. Hope you found that helpful. Happy for you to share this with one other person. I hope it helps and thank you for listening.